0: the beyond the studio podcast and you're listening to season two beyond the studio west coast edition i'm amanda adams and i'm nicole
1: muller and we're here to help you figure out the business of being an artist here we'll share honest conversations with artists makers and business experts and dive deep into the work that happens beyond the studio Support for this season comes from Southern Exposure's Alternative Exposure Grant Program in partnership with Facebook's Artist-in-Residence Program and the Andy Warhol Foundation. If you find value in listening to Beyond the Studio, we'd love to ask you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It's the easiest way to show us some love and to help others find the podcast. Thank you so much in advance for letting us know what you think and for supporting the show. You might hear some adult language used occasionally on the show, so please be mindful of those around you and pop in some headphones if needed.
0: When I'm not working on the podcast, I'm working on my fiber art and illustration brand, Close Call Studio. So if you want to follow along with my own journey, you can check me out on Instagram at Close Call Studio or check out my website at CloseCallStudio.com.
1: It's Nicole here, your other Beyond the Studio co host. I'm a painter, muralist, and installation artist. If you want to see more of my work and studio process, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Marie Muller or my website, which is Nicole Marie Muller m u e l l e r.com
0: Today we are interviewing Tommy Perez, multidisciplinary artist, designer and maker with clients such as Target, Marvel, Facebook, 20th Century Fox, you know, just just a few. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. No,
2: thank you for having me. I think it's awesome that I get to talk to you today.
0: We are so happy to talk to you today as well. (laughs) Would you mind walking us through your background, where you're from, uh, what got you into art, education, background, all that good stuff, and your uh, career experience as well?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, born in Southern California in Orange County, Westminster to be exact. Lived there for a bit, then moved more inland. And throughout that whole time, like I fell in love with like skateboarding and playing music. And so, with all of that, there's always been like a little bit of uh, trying to express myself through either skateboarding or through visual kind of stuff. So, like I would draw and like a lot of doodling and stuff like that. And then in high school, I wasn't that cool in high school. So, and I'm not that cool now still. So, it's all good. We were
0: all really cool in
1: high school.
2: Yeah, really? We were really cool. Yeah, so that was definitely. <laughs> super cool that I had no friends and then at lunchtime there was like an academy kind of set up where they were doing like a some kind of like graphic design which I had no idea what graphic design was at that time but they had like a table set up and they're like you could make like these cool like t-shirts and stickers and all those things. I mean it started out as a way to avoid being alone at lunch uh, but then turned into like a really cool way for me to base channel this art kind of like desire that I had and so in high school I was able to screen t-shirts and make really really shitty like gif animations and stuff and so that was pretty much eye-opening to, to see like that I could do that. But then out of school, I took like a break before I even knew what I wanted to do. And then people were like, "Hey, you did really cool stuff in, in high school. Did you ever think about going back to like to an art school? Uh, and I was like, yeah, uh, not really. And then so I didn't really think about it, but I actually so then it took some like coaching and, like and like talking me into it. But then I went back to school uh, and I went to the Art Institute in Orange County. And that was there's like goods and bads, I guess, about that school, because there's like some things where it's like very much a for profit school now. And I think they actually went out of business now or like that actual branch closed down. Mm -hmm. But there was like amazing instructors there that like were super into what they were doing. And I think kind of where like I had a packaging design instructor that kind of like Thinking about it now, like that class, I think actually kind of uh, basically like inspired me to do kind of what I'm doing now with like this papery kind of like sculptural, like engineering things that I do now. I think I'm getting a little too far ahead. So graduated there, like right out of school, like I was like, the pressure of finding a job was like crazy. And like, so I was trying to figure out where I would see like where I could see myself going. And I didn't do an internship Mm -hmm. in school. So that was like, kind of even more scary. So like people were like, where's your experience? Failure. Yeah. Yeah, no, No, (laughs) I already knew like right from the get go. (laughs) So like that whole experience thing where it's like to get a job, like you need experience, but then like, but in order for me to get experience, I need this job. Right. So it was like that weird thing. But then at my graduation kind of show, like I've always been like, if you look at my work now, it's like super colorful and I've always been heavily into color, but like my business cards and like my whole portfolio book was like based around, um, like the color chips for like, uh, paint swatches. And so Mm -hmm. there's a local paint company called Bear Paints. I don't know if you've heard of Bear.
1: Like the Home Depot?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Home Depot. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So then... Yeah. just a little brand <laughs> it's just a small little company just a
1: nationwide uh <laughs> just a little mom James James. and pop shop
2: i i do not assume that anyone knows <laughs> about them for sure <laughs> so then uh they had like a job posting for like to redesign their company newsletter and it was like super small but i was like hungry for like whatever job i could take and i applied for that and then by some good luck i got in and i was able to take their newsletter and like Any project that I do, like, like I want to put, like, 100% into it. So I was like, what could I do to make this, like, stand out and not just be, like, your normal, typical company newsletter? Even though, like, Mm -hmm. the only people that that are going to see it are the people inside the company i was like we could do some pretty cool fun stuff with that so like we i totally like try to make it like a uh, look, look like it was an actual magazine so i designed like ads for Bear paint like within it which was kind of weird <laughs> and, 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 and interesting and like i would do like the little like tear out things where like you would like mail back to the publication kind of things and so like <laughs> just had like a, like a lot of fun with it and then so the art director there noticed it and was like I want to hire this guy to be full time like internally and so I got brought on there that's awesome. yeah it just goes to show like any job you have do it like the best you can on it even if it's like you don't think it's the best thing and it could turn into something even better so yeah did that <laughs> yeah
1: that's a great lesson yeah
2: I was there for about four years so like a lot of the packaging that you see now was pretty much like I got to touch like all of it and stuff and so that was like super cool to like be like right at a school to like see your stuff nationwide which i think it may not be like the the most glamorous like stuff but it's like it's really cool to like see something out in the wild and like it's like like i saw that from start to finish kind of thing yeah. So did that for four years, but then I started getting a little burnt out by trying to like design the same on the same like uh can, I guess you could say. And I was commuting like crazy. So I could see like a shift in my person in like my, my personality and like emotional, like I was getting like road rage and like upset and I'm like, okay, something's like has to give here. Um, and I yeah. wasn't yeah, and I wasn't getting like pushed like creatively. So I was like, I need to do something like for myself here. And so there is kind of where like I started this little passion side project of just creating these paper crafts outside of the computer like still taking my design like the way that i work but then bringing it out into the real world and like photographing it which that was super cool and like fulfilling to me. And then constantly was sharing that. And then that's what like how people started noticing me more. Then went freelance for a little bit, had my daughter at that time, took some time off and I was able to stay at home and like work in freelance with her. Then moved to Minneapolis for a job at a boutique design agency. Cause I was like, okay, so I, I worked in-house, now I want to try like an actual design agency and then to see how that was. I was there for a year. And then there was some like shaky waters with like clients and stuff. And so before there was any kind of like layoffs or anything, uh, we moved back to Southern California. And then I went back to freelancing. I did freelancing for a bit. Then went back to Minneapolis for another job, an ad agency, where I was like, I haven't tried, I haven't tried like traditional advertising. So like, I'm gonna give that a shot because like, I never want to mm-hmm. like really always wonder like, what if I don't know? What if I go? What if I don't? So that's like the biggest thing that, that like drives yeah. me is like, I never want to look back and be like, what if I would have tried that? You know, like, would I've liked it? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Would you say you're living a no regrets lifestyle?
2: <laughs> there's no regrets. No. <laughs> no, there's definitely like some, some for sure. But like the bigger ones, like I don't want to like look back and be like, oh, Like I had that cool opportunity and like, I didn't take it. Like what could have happened from it? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did that. And I was like, realized pretty quickly, like into that, like, I think it was like six months into that. I was like, Oh, traditional, like advertising kind of thing. Isn't for me working on pitches is like super cool experience. And like to learn how to think super fast and to be able to like design something really quickly to get your idea across, I think is awesome. And like a really cool tool and like skill to know, but it just like, it's not like you can't sustain it and like be productive like as far as like creative at at least for me so then during that time I did a freelance project with Facebook and they were doing a very similar thing that I had been doing on the side with like my paper stuff where I was just Mm -hmm. now they're pretty now they're really really big but at the time they weren't so big but they were getting traction were like those like national days like national watermelon day or like and like national like donut day like now they're huge
1: okay yeah
2: but like that's what I was taking like in order for me to like think of ideas of like what I can make outside of work, I would just like either pull from the alphabet or I would pull from like those national days. Cause like, there's like a crazy like website that has all these like calendars, like listed of like, there's national, like, thank your friend day, national clean your fridge day or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, they're like, endless
1: yeah. source material.
2: Yeah. And like you could just make some really fun illustrations based on them. And so like, that's what I was kind of doing. And then I had done a freelance project with Facebook. And then, so they, when I had re, uh, been working with them on this uh, on site freelance project, they were like, hey, you know, we're hiring. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like, that would be awesome. But they're like, would you be willing to come back to California? Like, you just left like six months ago. And I was like, uh, for this project, I think I definitely can <laughs> for sure. We moved to Northern California, which I think you're, yeah, you're in San Francisco. And like, we were, so they're, yes. they're based in Menlo Park there for a year. So like what, what I was doing there was basically Facebook would create these little moments that would show up at the top of your feet kind of thing to like, like, like these little gifts for you that uh, Facebook was thinking about you um like birthdays national days as well or like independence days for like uh very very targeted uh countries and stuff Mm -hmm. and like that was all made out of paper as well I think I kind of glossed over the idea like or the fact that I make weird shit out of paper
0: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) right yeah lots of like well I guess maybe two scale large scale I don't know how large they're all
2: when i yeah like when i do make stuff i mean like i try to make it like scale like as possible like if it's a burger like it it's a burger size kind of burger kind of thing but yeah so like i make stuff out of paper now and then so that that's what we were doing at facebook but the um i was there for a, a little like a little bit over a year and then the so the style of that of what of like the internal uh, voice and like brand of Facebook uh, changed now to like a more purely like like, illustrative style and like with like cool motion graphics, which I like, I love it. And I think it's like amazing. I just can't do it. So there was really no like position there anymore. So then moved back to Southern California and that was in 2017. And then yeah, now I've been freelancing again since then.
1: Thank you. That was a great, that was a
2: little bit all over the place.
1: (laughs) It helps to establish a timeline, I think, and just kind of get a sense of the movement that you've had throughout your career yeah um, I'm really curious to know like when you first started these side projects just as a creative outlet and then we're doing these brief stints of freelance work maybe a little earlier on in your career did you have any long-term goal of working for yourself at that point or were a lot of the the moves as you describe them really just a product of opportunity and um, you know, things happening or just putting in good work and then kind of being scouted for these um, other positions and, and just taking advantage of those as they came along.
2: Yeah, I think it's a, a bit of both of those scenarios where like when I went freelancing, like the first times, it was more of like a choice. I'm going to take some time off of work and like work from home and spend some time with like my daughter and stuff. And then I think the mm-hmm. one the one with Facebook was more of like, uh, I don't, like, I don't have a job after this kind of thing. Like I need to freelance. And so like there was a different a little bit uh, like different mindset going into the three times on the last time it was very different where it was like, okay, shit. Like I need to, I need to build back up my like portfolio kind of thing. Cause like working at Facebook was like pretty uh, demanding. And I, and I wasn't like the way that I get or got a lot of my work prior was basically like Instagram. Like, I mean, like I owe so much to Instagram as far as like self-promotion and like Mm -hmm. while, while I was at Facebook, there wasn't like enough, like I wasn't making stuff on the side that I to share and there wasn't like I, I, I couldn't really share what I was working on at the time either so then when I got out I was like okay shit like I need to like ramp up like stuff to make and share so people can know that I'm back like working again which I think has been like was an awesome motivation to get myself like to have that kick in the ass and then start working again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my end goal is to keep working for myself like I think I get like an itch to to work with people like after so long like I like I'll go back and forth where like I wanna work with people and then I'm like, okay, like I wanna work by myself again and then I want and then I miss people and then so I wanna go back. Yeah. So there is like a back and forth. I don't know where like where this this like stint of like working for myself will take me. I mean I love working with people and like that's like kind of like the downside of like solo freelancing is like it's just me and mm-hmm. so like I get sad a little bit and so I'm like, oh
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> It gets really lonely in the studio by yourself. Yeah, working for hours, and you're like, I don't even have anyone to like give me feedback on this. even if
2: you hate it. (laughs) I don't even have
0: anyone to like share my random thoughts and ideas with. Yeah, like I guess I'll just Brussels sprouts. She's a good (laughs) studio companion.
2: Oh, I I thought it was um, literally Brussels sprouts. Like you just talk to your Brussels sprouts.
0: Oh, (laughs) yes, I I have a speaking relationship with my with my vegetables Brussels sprouts. No, it. It is my cat, which I, on the internet, sarcastically refer to as my, like, personal assistant shop cat, Mm. and she's, like, the worst assistant, really bad. She was an intern, and I promoted her, and I probably shouldn't have, but...
2: (laughs) Too early. (laughs) She she wasn't ready.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we we signed a ridiculous contract. She's with me for the rest of her (laughs) life, and I don't know what to do about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's great, but not helpful, but... I will find that I'm talking at her, but then carrying on both sides of the conversation, I'm like, oh, this is not good. I need to at least call someone, (laughs) like talk to a human.
2: Yeah. No, I find myself doing the same thing. So it's definitely, that's, that's like what happens when you work solo.
1: Yeah. How have you found it just in terms of generating work, going back and forth between freelance and then working for projects or working full time? Are you also taking on freelance projects in some cases or are you like fielding inquiries that you just have to turn down because you didn't have the bandwidth and then like finally able to sort of open the door when you made the move to freelance or did you feel like it when you've made those transitions in the past that it's kind of taken some time to get projects going or what has it been like to to move back and forth
2: for the most part like i think like the the world knows like like without you even like saying like 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 what you're doing i guess so like uh when i was like super quiet i wouldn't like i didn't get anything like While I was working Mm. full-time, there was no real, like, like any kind of like real people like reaching out. there was like maybe like like a couple for like some charity kind of things which I think those are the fun ones that like kept me motivated uh and like my creativity juices flowing outside of work but I think once I like announced that I was um like I made a point to announce that I was like leaving and I'm like going full-time again like for some like thank the stars like luckily like like right when I left Facebook like I got uh like a project with like Coca-Cola that was because I left at the end of the year and like usually at the end of the year it's like the weirdest hardest time like for like work uh like at least for me like i've noticed usually all the budgets hasn't spent and like things are like slowing down so they won't projects won't kick off until like the beginning of the year but like, luckily, like there was a Coke project that, and they came like right when I left Facebook. That like basically took me into the next year, like on that project. So like, super, super stuck that that they reached out. And then like me being able to like share that and like show those things was basically like, I think for me it's been like constantly just like trying to share as much as I can of like work that I like am doing because that's the kind of work that I want to get to keep doing. So yeah, it's it's basically like sharing all the stuff that I'm doing now. And like yeah, like I thankfully like I've been. pretty 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 busy right now which i think is like super awesome and fortunate
1: yeah and did they find your work through social media is that how most of your clients have come to you do you feel through seeing your work online in various places. Yeah, I mean, like
2: like Instagram, like like I said, was like uh, like an invaluable tool for like self promotion and stuff. Like at the time, I didn't even update my, my website. Like now that I now that that this is like my full time job, like again, like I've been like trying to be as like on top of like updating my website as possible. But 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 people usually will find me like oh like we're a huge fan like like following on Instagram kind of thing. Um, and I think it's like our directors or like. Uh, people that just like that follow I think people have learned like Instagram is a really really awesome tool to find like artists designers and stuff and like just to like stay in that and so like I'm like super bad with like Twitter and other stuff but like Instagram is like because like I mean like everything I do is super visual and so like yeah Instagram just seems like the the, like the to make the most sense for me to like to use as my main uh, promotion kind of tool, and then outside of that, it was like late last year that I I was like, if I'm gonna stay freelancing, like I should probably look into possibly getting some kind of like representation. As I was thinking that, like some agencies like reached out to me, and so it's like it's like the weirdest thing oh where wow. it's like if you all just, these
1: universal signs, yeah, you just
2: put it out there <laughs> and like the universe responds back to you. Uh, but like yeah. so like awesome and thankfully that like I teamed up with a representation agency in New York called Sunday Afternoon, and so. So, like they've been super awesome too. Basically just like promote me like and like get me work and also like being able to like help me manage like the business side of things because like that I think is like one of like the pain points for sure at least for me like as far as like I'll be like creating then having to deal with emails and like the like back and forth of like budgeting and timing and everything and it's like if I could just focus on working then it's like super awesome so like that has been oh my gosh amazing for sure.
1: Yeah those were two things that we really wanted to talk with you about Um, so maybe this question would apply to like pre-agency and then since you've started working with Sunday afternoon, um, uh-huh. like what kinds of shifts have you made in going freelance on the, the business end in terms of project management or communications? Like how are you managing that? Do you have certain blocks of time that you're devoting to? Or are you switching back and forth? And then also just as far as like having you know, all of your ducks in a row when a company comes to you, are, do you have, you know, contracts and things already put together or is that really on the client side? So just like all of the business management um, and then I guess like what uh, responsibilities or things has um, the agent taken over now that you have started to work with them?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first w- was freelancing, I was like totally. Th- I didn't have any contracts or anything. So like I relied on the uh, on like the company or, or the agency to provide that for me. Which, looking back in hindsight, is probably is not that good at all. Like, but
1: thankfully, like nothing well, it's really. It's not uncommon either. that's why yeah. we're always curious because I think for for a lot of artists too, coming from creative backgrounds, it's often the case of trying to fill in the gaps around that business mm-hmm. knowledge. Um, whereas there's been trying to think back maybe a few artists who've come from other careers and then made a move into focusing on their creative work um, which often you know gives a real advantage I think in terms of just having already had a lot of professional experience but so yeah we're just curious as artists sort of how are you developing that that business savvy and um, starting to
2: I think, well, now having, like, there really isn't any, like, I'm super bad. I mean, like, I'm more, like, mental kind of, like, managing, like, time and everything. Not, like, apps or anything or any of those kind of things. And, like, being, like, working at agencies, like, there was always, like, the, like, time tracking, like, calendars and stuff like that. But like I don't use any of those like for me personally. Um mm-hmm. but like working with an agency now, it's like I've been learning a lot of like the businessy stuff. Like just I'm like separated from it, but then like I kinda like bring myself into it as well just so I could learn more of those things. And like I mean like I've always had like the like the estimates and like the quotes and stuff like that. And then like I've signed like NDAs and contracts, but like those have always been like provided to me. For the most part, now everything is pretty much handled like money timing budget and like those kinds of uh, scope and stuff. Like I'm, I will talk to my rep, like in the, like in the background, like, and we will like come together with like a timeline that feels comfortable for me. And then it's usually like, that's, then that's just like, it's like, all right, go off and make stuff. And so like, it's actually, it's been like a really, really awesome experience. Like having not having to deal with like, like the back and forth of like the emails and stuff like that. Cause that's been like a tremendous, like creative, like damper, like, like, having to like be like in like a groove and then you have to get pulled aside to like answer like all these emails and stuff like that. Mm
1: -hmm. So are they fulfilling the role of like project manager then?
2: I mean, essentially, yeah, like for the most part, it's pretty much they are managing that stuff. For, like, I mean, like working so like solo, like, like I know how long, like I kind of have a good idea of how long things will take. And so like I will set up like benchmarks and then like they'll be basically just like, yeah, like they'll be communicated. I mean, it all depends, though, because I do like to talk to the like, like to whoever like I'm partnering with, because I think there's like an awesome collaboration there where like, when it's all like when we're talking about like all the creative stuff, like I definitely want to be involved um, and like have those back to like back and forth conversations. But if it has to do with like the money and, and like those things, like I don't really like see myself like having to be involved in those as much. But, like, creative stuff, like, all that stuff, like, I love talking and communicating and, like, making, like, really strong connections and, like, friendships with these people that I'm work- that I team up with.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm, tr- I'm almost, like, making a comparison between, um, like, an artist agent and working with a gallery. Is it similar at all? And then is the agency working off of commission or just taking a cut of projects that come your way? And then if projects are coming to you independently, are you kind of filtering it back through the agency?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, so if anything comes to me and I want their support, then I will bring it in and then they will take a cut of it. And so like, and if, and if it's projects uh, come through them, it's the same exact thing kind of thing. But for the most part, like Mm -hmm. I love having, like, I love having that, like backup and support and like having like that, like agency, like in my corner, like whenever I work on a project. So like, I will always loop them in, even if like an email comes straight to like to me, like I'm like, okay, like I definitely want to bring in my agency on this kind of thing.
0: And Are you typically working on one project at a time or do you have several things going simultaneously?
2: So for the most part, I do like to have like, I like to focus on one project if I can, but that's not always the case with like everyone's like timeline where it's like, we need this like, like now. And like, so I'll usually be working on like, at like probably at, at least two. Um, and then whatever, like weird, like side thing that I want to do as well. Um, and then like, if I have something else going on, there's like that on top of it. So it's like makes a really big sandwich, but if I can get like, one good project like and like a good chunk of time to focus on that and knock it out like i like i, I prefer working that way versus like back and forth between projects only because i feel like my brain is like you're getting 50 percent of like what i could do because like i'm focused here but i'm also focused here and i like to focus on it like completely so i think that is just basically me structuring my time personally like if i know like that this project is due this time and this project is is due this time it's like okay I, I, I can knock this one out now and then I can get to that one and and like still make it but like they're still going on at the same time if that makes any sense yeah
1: and are you also working on personal projects often alongside client-driven work
2: I try to I think now with like So like working independently and like people are coming to me for like, they still are like, I'm solving their problem, but they also want like my look on their problem kind of thing. So it's like, what I'm doing is technically like exactly what I would be doing anyways. So it's like, these are all kind of personal projects, but I'm getting like paid for it too. So it's like, it's kind of like a, a like a really, really <laughs> yeah, nice situation. To be, yeah. It's a really awesome yeah. situation to be in for sure. But that's like, that's what happens when like I'm put in like all the work that I was putting out prior to this was like personal work. And it's like the stuff that I wanted to get like recognized for. And so that's the stuff that I'm getting back now, which I think that's like the best recipe like for it,
0: <laughs> like mm-hmm.
2: put out the work that you want to get back.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because I think the work you end up making is the work that's going to keep coming your way. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of go down this rabbit hole of doing stuff that makes you miserable, that's the same kind of shit that's going to keep
1: coming. Yeah, don't share that stuff.
2: If you want, like, only share, like, really, like, I mean, like, you you should share whatever you want, but, like, yeah, like, share the stuff that you want to get back. Like, that is, like, a huge thing. Like, I, like, I personally, like, I'm not, like, a, like, an amazing, like, I love branding and everything, but I'm not, like, a, like, like, a great brand designer. And so, like, I wouldn't put out brand design stuff because it it wouldn't look that great to begin with, but, and then also, like, I, if I got that, I'd be, like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? So, I just put out weird paper animation shit, so.
1: (laughs) What was the first um, really big independent project that came to you that um as a freelance artist, like the first kind of big brand and what was going through your head at that time? Or how did you approach the project? Did you feel like you were kind of well prepared going into into a project of that scale? Or was there a huge learning curve? Like, I mean, at this point, you've got a lot of really known brands under your belt as part of your client list. But I'm curious, um, kind of back in the beginning,
2: I, so the first time I started freelancing, like I was super fortunate enough to get like like I was, uh, like I didn't think the email was real at first, um, but it was from Washington Post. They were doing like a column on it was like how to like properly store fruits and vegetables, and so they're like, we want you to do ten like it like editorial illustrations of different ways to like store bananas and like store tomatoes. And like I was like, oh hell yeah, like this is amazing. Like like I'm gonna do this. But like knowing, I like like I'm sure you know, like editorial stuff doesn't doesn't pay well at all. But it's like you like it's like, it's amazing opportunity. So you have to do it. And so I was like, and I, and the timeline was like really, really, really tight. And I was like, shit, like I need to do 10 of these things. And so like, I mean, I literally like busted my ass like sketching ideas out and then like send them over and then we were like I was we got them approved like super fast and then I was able to do I don't even think at that time now my process is like different but like I think at that time I just did sketches and then I just started making stuff which now I mean like there have been times that like that seen now like looking back at it now like that can bite me in the ass where like people don't normally under like always understand how something that's like sketched out and digital is gonna translate translate into like a physical world and so like i think at that time because of the timeline it was super quick i just did sketches and then i was like okay like we have to like I have to go to start making these things and then so thankfully like everything worked out like amazingly where like they were like stoked on like what i made for them i think like at that time like like i had no real experience like for photo- like like photographing things like everything was shot with like natural light and so like i was de- i was heavily dependent on like is it gonna be a nice like sunny day or is it gonna be overcast and like so like that would depend like that would basically trigger like or like affect when i would shoot something and so luckily the timing was right on that one and it was like sunny and I was able to shoot everything uh, in a nice uh, time and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah like so like that was the the first big project that like got me kind of like oh I could actually probably make a living uh, well not a living but like I could probably do more paper stuff in the future because at that time I had just left that bare uh, job so I was still kind of I, I was freelancing doing like some package design and like some more like uh, editorial kind of like publication like design stuff at that like more traditional graphic design uh, work but I was like I think people might be into my paper stuff like and like that basically gave me the confidence to like keep pushing it on that paper side and so yeah like super thankful that they took a chance on me.
1: Have you had any other, I'm curious in your experience working with just a wide variety of clients, any other learning experiences or without naming names, like challenging client projects and how have you kind of navigated your way through those?
2: I think every project has like its set of like challenges and like, and like ups and downs. But uh, so it's like trying to just take whatever you can from those and like learn from them. I'm trying to think of like a a specific one that was the most challenging. Yeah, anything that's like
1: really shifted either a business practice or like a way that you approach or handle certain aspects of a project?
2: Yeah I think without getting too specific I think uh, Mm -hmm. there was like there's some projects that were not really heavily documented on like what what like the expectations were I guess and like like deliverables and and like timing and those kind of things and like there was a little bit more where it was like it was done through like chatting and like texting and like and like those kind of things versus like having things this was like way earlier, um, but like uh where it was like not through email and there wasn't set like expectations. And so like that kind of like when it came down to it, it was like we were expecting you to do this, this and this kind of thing. And I was like, oh well I was under like under the expectation that I was gonna be doing this and this. And then there was just some weird like oh shit, like what are we gonna do here? Where like can you just handle like can you just hand us the files and then we'll figure it out. And like like on our end. And so I was like, there was, am I going to get paid kind of thing? Thankfully I did get paid, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, like learning from that and like always having things like backed up in like emails and like having things like specifically like clarified and like, this is what we're going to be doing. This is like the scope of the project, like right from the beginning versus like, Oh yeah, we can keep this pretty chill. And it's like, yeah, we can keep it chill, but it still has to be a little bit businessy too. (laughs) Cause like we all don't want to like, you know, mess each other up in the end kind of
0: thing. Yeah. Sometimes in those situations, if the communications are more casual, it's easy to assume I can approach this in a more casual way. And then something really dumb happens where like they don't want to pay you or I don't know, anything could go wrong. And it's like, you have to then come up with these new rules or boundaries for yourself. Like those, I don't know, those like really cheesy and specific laws where it's like, people cannot cross the street and this time in this city yeah like right (laughs) you're like what happened to prompt this
2: there has to have been the reason yeah something happened yeah what
0: was the (laughs) incident that caused this to happen and I think everyone has moments like that I mean I had one where I now have a really aggressive late fee oh yeah (laughs) that I had to apply for late payments um because one person it took them like two months to pay me when we had a net 15
2: yeah
0: yeah I was like uh this is not cool and now now I have a like five percent daily late fee that gets added yeah
2: no no and that's like it's always good to like take those things that like it takes like I mean, they're not really failures or, like, they're kind of, like, mistakes or whatever, but, like, learning from Mm -hmm. them and, like, it's only, like, a failure or a mistake if you don't learn from it and, like, apply, like, what you've learned to the next thing kind of thing. And so, yeah, like, knowing that now, it's, like, okay, like, I need to have all my bases covered and, like, have everything, like, super, like, like specified on, like, what, like, communicate, over-communicate kind of thing is always better than, like, like, not communicating, like, or, like, being super, like, chill with the communication. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's always helpful to hear about, too, because, I mean, we all learn through experience, but it's especially helpful when you can learn from other people's experience. (laughs) Yeah. And when you were saying earlier just about showing Washington Post sketches before going ahead with the final, it made me think back to when I uh, used to do a lot of commercial mural painting and how we had had a similar instance with a client we were working with um, that just involved miscommunications around like final versions versus what was initially shown and like not getting paid for both parts of the process. Or Actually, actually, I think it had to do with a client that we had put in this work for under the assumption we were going to be, you know, following through with the project, but then they decided after we'd presented all these designs to go in a different direction. So at that point, you know, everything was sort of all together, but we divided up our our design process and then our painting into two separate agreements and made sure that we got paid for each section of work and yeah i mean so that's just one of those things that you know only we wouldn't have thought to do otherwise but you kind of have to learn the hard way and you just put better practice in place
2: yeah there should always be like i mean like concepting is like that's like a huge chunk of the work that to me is like the most important part of the work. Cause like I can make something really cool and beautiful looking, but if it's like, if it doesn't like have like a really, like a really awesome, like concept, it's like, then it's to me, it's kind of dumb. So like, I spend like a lot of time trying to figure out like really fun and clever kind of like, like concepts. And so that to me is like a lot of my brain power is there. So yeah, we should definitely be get compensated if they decide to kill a project before we actually make something. It's like, I put a shit ton of time into like thinking and like, like brain power into this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, now my process has changed. Not changed, but, like, like, like now it's sketching and then I go into, like, a tighter digital comp Whereas some people would say, like, you could be done at the digital comp kind of thing, like the digital illustration part. And, like, I could... But, like, I want to, like, see something out in, the, like a, in, like, a tangible space kind of thing. And so, like, but the digital comp is where, like, like me and, like, whoever, like, I'm collaborating with, that's where we basically, like, do all the fine tuning of, like, size, scale, color, all that stuff before. Because, like, once I start making stuff, then it's, like, if I make something, I have to change it, then it's, like, there's going to be more fees, in, like, in there. So, it's, like, let's noodle and, like, figure everything out before I go to make anything. Mm-hmm. And then so like, yeah, so it's sketch, like concept sketch, then digital uh, comp. And like, if it's an animation, then it's like storyboarding either. Usually like the storyboards are kind of like sketched first, but then I'll drop color in on that as well. just so they could see pretty much everything that's gonna happen. In like the animation or story, like if color plays like a really important role, then they should see that. And then once those are approved, then it's like I take those and then those actually help me make whatever I'm making. And then I also use those as like a, like a guide, kind of like a, like a shot list when I'm shooting an animation as well.
1: Do you have a set of criteria for taking on a new project or boxes that it has to check off in order for you to say yes to something? Like how are you managing your time when you have presumably like multiple projects coming your way? And do you ever have to say no to things?
2: I mean, usually I don't want to ever say no to anything. It's always like I feel so bad if I if I have to turn like a project down. Like I always want to say yes, yes, I could do it. Yes, I could do it, even if the timeline is fucking crazy. Like I'll be like, yes, I could do it. Uh, like I will die. <laughs> but like criteria wise, I think it's just like if I could if I could totally see like myself like in that project and like like I will like I'll do it. And like for the most part, when they're reaching out to me, like they're usually pretty like they have a good like idea in mind that like how like I could fit like within that that and like I like I like I love taking projects with like uh, companies and like clients that like I wouldn't even think that I would want to like I would team up with um like I recently worked with like uh, AARP like the senior citizen like uh like yeah like I reached like they reached out to me kind of thing and like I I, like I did some super fun like editorial stuff for them I just think it's amazing that like there's these like companies that are like want to do weird paper shit with me. So it's like that, <laughs> like if they're down to do it, then I'm down to like do it as well. So like, uh, like yeah. there's no real, like besides that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh uh, yeah. Guess your
0: style is so Distinct, anyone coming to you have a, has a very clear vision of, yeah. <laughs> of what is probably going to happen.
2: Definitely going to be very colorful and like, yeah, <laughs> very colorful, uh, possibly have like geometric facets and stuff. But like, yeah, it all just depends on what it is really. Yeah, like I love, like I worked with STP, they're like an automotive engine fuel um additive and i was like these like a car company kind of wants to like wants to work with a paper person like kind of thing i'm like all right as long as we're making like a paper engine then we're good and like that's exactly what they wanted so i was like all right (laughs) great we're doing this yeah so like i like i love the fact that like what i can do like can span so many different like clients and like i guess uh just different like uh avenues and properties Mm -hmm. i think it's cool
0: do you have a favorite project that you've worked on whether it be a personal project or a client-based project Uh,
2: I mean there's like a few that like stick out like I there was one where it was all purely food and I did that as like a fun thing with this me and my two-year-old daughter at the time um and we just like lettered the alphabet out of food and she was learning the alphabet at at that time and so like oh yeah like that's when I was freelancing the first time and like she was with me so she wanted to like always be kind of involved in what I was doing and so like I was like okay well you can't be a part of like the this work but like let's make a project that me and you can be like like together in and so like that was super fun and like fulfilling and like rewarding just to be able to like have that time with her that was awesome let's see what else there's one that like I like I always that I've really loved it's like this it was for like uh, a friend was just putting together like a a blog about just snacks and foods and so like I made like this happy meal that's kind of exploding but that was just like for fun but like people still like will send me that as like inspiration of like what they want that just goes to show like yeah like like all like those like side passion projects like just for fun things will, can you know like in return give you work so you should always try and, and make time for like your fu- for your friends and doing fun stuff for sure and then I just did a recent one with Target where crazy ass like dream job kind of thing where like I got to basically the end of last year I was thinking about what I wanted to do this year like in terms of like where I saw like me growing and I was like I really want my pieces to get bigger and possibly go like environmental like like signage kind of things. and so like the universe heard it again <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> Man, the universe has your back. I know, like, I lo- every time. Like, I
2: love the universe. <laughs> super, super thankful. And then, like, uh, so, like, I got to basically do their summer, uh, team up with them on their summer campaign and, like, big-ass three-dimensional, like, objects. Um, like, m- m- this burger that I always make got, like, blown up to, like, massive, massive size. Uh, like, I made this big-ass flamingo float kind of thing, uh, a watermelon beach ball. But like it's so surreal to like walk into like a Target and like see like your objects hanging in there. And so Yeah. That is definitely like I, I could die now
0: <laughs> for something like that do you design the prototype and then they reproduce them to have them in multiple stores
2: yeah th- that was an amazing experience like learning like like how to have these things kind of sort of mass-produced like th- the team there at target is amazing so they reached out to me they had like this concept and like when when they concept something it's usually like they'll come up with something like before they even reach out to like the artist but they have like a, like a specific artist in mind. Uh, of, like, who they see can, like, make this, like, something, you know, amazing. And so they they had, like, this option of making these three-dimensional uh, pieces, and they're like, we want Tommy to, like, to work on this kind of thing. So they reached out to me, and then, like... It was basically me trying to figure out first I made them in paper and then we photographed those and those were used in store on like end caps and stuff like that but then so I the way that I work is like I design pretty much everything in like illustrator like I kind of like make like templates for myself so I like I kind of have like a library now where I can pull from if if, like a shape is similar then I know like Hmm. okay cool like like I know that I have a shape that could work for that kind of thing so it's kind of like over the over the years like my process has been getting a little bit faster because I have a library to pull from now and i just know like okay that shape was similar like i could pull that template kind of thing and i could modify it kind of thing if that makes sense um like this
0: is super relatable i work in i make like fiber sculptures yeah. and so when i'm like working with my pieces of felt i'm like okay well if i'm gonna make a, an orange i've already made tomatoes so yeah that should be fine yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. that's like a very <laughs> random example but no no
2: no <laughs> it, it is very similar like because like the same Yeah, because I made like I've made donuts and stuff. And they're like, can you make a a flamingo float kind of thing? And I was like, oh, sure. Like the like the donut is basically like the actual like floaty part. And then so like I was like, I already got this kind of thing. So it's just like it's taking like what I've already done and, and like trying to apply it to those things. But I make templates in Illustrator. And then so like pretty much. I was able to work with the team there where like like they saw like they took my files and they were able to see how, like how I made it like in paper and then how they could translate it in like a like a bigger mass producible kind of like cardboard kind of thing. So like mm-hmm. very 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 similar but also like very different uh, in, in terms of like structure like inside cuz these things have to be able to like be able to like be supported and like not like fall apart and like all my stuff is usually hollow. So it's like mm-hmm very very cool to see how my f- files can be translated onto like a mass-producible kind of like thing so yeah it was really cool
0: <laughs> and you and, sorry
2: no. i was like
0: yeah you answered the question good job <laughs> yes,
2: <no>. yes. <laughs>
0: uh yeah for some reason when I'm editing like every time we uh every time I listen back after every question Nicole and I are just like yeah okay and then like <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: no it's good it's like it's like in skateboarding like when you, when we would film for skateboarding and like you got the trick you would put your hand over the lens so that way you knew when you were editing like you knew where the trick like where the land was because like you would look for the hand kind of thing so like That's as fun. you're scrubbing through you would just see a hand and you're like okay he landed there right there and then so you edited that that one piece so it's like you know exactly where the question was and like like the, the next question begins, kind of thing.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say it's like an involuntary response. <laughs> no, <just> like, <laughs> no yes, it's, yes,
2: it's very you intentional. It. It's very <laughs> intentional.
1: Yeah, it's very intentional.
0: Yeah, um, we have a plan behind <laughs> used to... every single thing we do. Clearly,
1: <laughs> before we started each conversation, now we pretty much hit record right before we get going. But sometimes we would press play, and then we would be just chatting for a little while before we actually start the 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 interview portion. And so mm-hmm. we would do a countdown to say like three, two, and then you clap. one. Go, yeah, yeah. like everyone does it so you can see yeah. the sound wave yeah. <laughs> sync up.
2: Yeah.
1: It, same idea. It never worked. <laughs> yeah,
0: everyone, it someone's off. So. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, even like... if we all said it simultaneously, there's still going to be some kind of lag in the video. So we weren't saying it at the same time ever. Yeah. So I don't know. It seemed like a clever idea at the time. Yeah. Now it's like, it's pretty obvious because it's like, oh, there's dialogue here. There's nothing. Yeah. There's dialogue on this next track. So that's probably when that's happening. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I overcomplicated.
2: Out, no I I mean I, I do the same every project that I do it's like I should probably try to make this one easy but I'm like no, I'm like I gonna make it really hard well
1: I was yeah. just thinking as you were describing the target project how cool it is that these these client, This client work are like these collaborations that allow you to do something that you couldn't otherwise do on your own, like yeah. mass produce your work or do it on a really large scale. And so now I'm wondering, like, are there other things that you envision that you would just love to do if given the resources? Um, and also for the projects that you do consistently, is it typically just you working in like a studio or are you ever bringing on a team or help outside of the... Um, the in-house team that you know the client might be coming to you with
2: yeah yeah so to answer that one really like 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 quickly um so yeah like it normally is just me uh for the most part and like I would at the beginning I photographed everything myself but I'm not like I'm not a photographer by by any means but like I've learned as like like as I go but like knowing that I'm not a photographer I'm like shit like I need to like probably like you know play to my strengths and like hire a photographer and so like I've made really good friends and like I have a really good friend who is an amazing photographer and it's like whenever I can and and the budget is there it's like I will hire him Mm -hmm. to help me photograph these things because I know that that just takes away like so much stress for me to like have to worry about like the lighting and like all that stuff where it's like I could just focus on the the making of that stuff and then like the storyboarding and, and those things but like the photography and like he could totally help me with and then like I just go in and edit everything after that. What was the first que- part of the question?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a bunch rolled in there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Nicole is a chronic question stagger. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, I just stream of consciousness thinking. Um, so I first was asking if there are any, I guess, essentially dream projects that if you had, uh, you know, unlimited resources yeah uh, what would you love to do
2: I mean I would love to do more like I love seeing like my stuff like massive and big like I think that's amazing like and having people I think what would be more awesome is like if people could like interact with them so like it might sound weird but like those like museum of ice creams or, like the color factory like it would be cool if mm-hmm. I could design like a, like a, an experience where people could actually like play with these pieces or like interact with them in some sort One of my biggest things is trying to make interactivity somewhat, even though like a lot of my stuff is digital. It's like, how could I get people to feel like they're engaged and like interactive, like with it. I've done like these things where um, like in my stories where like, when I, because I do stop motion, like a lot of stop motion, and so like stories are basically like if you tap, basically you're you're like an animator pretty much. Like as you go through, like you could create the steps, and like it's literally just me taking like my photos that I have from my stop motion animation and just making it in, into like a story format, and then people tap through and they animate with me. Those are the kind of things that I love. Like it's like even though we're on a digital device, how could I have somebody feel like they're like in a, like. Like interacting with me and like what I'm making, so like having somebody actually be able to interact with it and like be immersed in it would be like amazing and wonderful. So like an immersive experience that would be amazing, pretty much.
0: All right, universe, are you listening? You put it out there. (laughs) Be ready.
2: You will be the first to know.
0: (laughs) This is a totally random and like not art related question, but I. In preparing for this interview, I listened to your interview on Drunk On Lettering, which listeners, it's hilarious, go listen. (laughs) And on that, I noticed you mentioned... (laughs) that and i think this was a couple years ago yeah i I think i was at
2: facebook at that time yeah
0: you had mentioned that you had only had like one or two tattoos and now i see you have two (laughs) full sleeves does that mean that you got two full sleeves in like two years
2: yeah i only had like two tattoos like on my chest and now like i have like sleeves and then i have more stuff on my chest now like and we're just keep going yeah (laughs) It that definitely, is
0: insane.
2: no that, like, that's
0: really aggressive yeah we when,
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> when I when I moved back here uh, like there's a friend uh, he's an amazing illustrator and like I've been like like I followed him before we were friends um, but his name is Dave Quiggle and like he's done work with like Disney and like uh, w- like Wonderground Gallery uh, where he does like creepy Mickeys and stuff like that. But, like, his style, I knew, like, once I found the right person to do my tattoos, like, I would want one person to do it and then just have, like, just mm-hmm. have them do, like, everything. And then so, yeah, like, once I found him, I was like, we are going to basically do, like, first we'll do sleeves and then we'll start going. And, and, like, now we're on my chest and, like, now we're going to go into my back. Like, this weekend, I'm going to start my back. Oh, my yeah.
0: God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's a big project. My back has been on my, like, to-do list, yeah. but it's it's a lot. How no, long very have curious, you been working this, on
1: your sleeves, Amanda?
0: So I have one full sleeve. I'm finally starting. to get the Other one, and then my both of my legs are covered. That's awesome. But that's yeah. taken me like almost ten years. Yeah. Like I got, I started getting tattooed at 18. Yeah. And, oh my god. So <laughs> okay. So like I'm really <laughs> gotta ramp that up, Amanda.
1: <laughs>
2: I well, know. Yeah, come
0: on. <laughs> I mean, I can only, I can only take so much. I feel like every time I get tattooed, I'm like, oh shit! Now I have to take a break from like exercising for a little bit, or yeah, I like,
1: I do not now I can't go swimming. <laughs> Problem a solved. Bit.
2: No, it's true. Yeah. Like, like, like going swimming, but I was like, yeah, uh. but if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Cause like I had waited so long. I'm like, I had wanted them for so long and then I just been saying no, 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 no. And then like, I was like, I'm here now. Like, like I'm back in Southern California. You're, you're there. We could just touch Like we should just tattoo the shit out of this right now. And so, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. but like it was like, yeah, two full sleeves in like a year and then chest now and then <laughs>
0: So you had, like, a standing weekly appointment.
2: Pretty much, like, (laughs) because he books up, like, pretty crazy, like, and so I was, like, whenever you're, like, let me know all your openings, and then, like, I had one, like, burnt, like, like multiple times a month and then like so it just kept going yeah and so now I took a little bit of a break because like the chest oh my gosh is like for me that's super it was like there's some spots that were like crazy painful and so I was like oh I think I need a little bit of a break
0: yeah I guess I should have said I have my legs tattooed except my knees and that's why because I'm like I don't have time for that right yeah now. I'll deal with that
2: I need to get some another, legs once yeah some time. yeah like yeah. elbows are definitely interesting for sure
0: oh yeah I got a snake on this one I was like why did you do that we yeah. could have just gone around but around it hurts too I it mean, hurts all the
1: time
2: going it's into like your hard. armpit definitely hurts like I don't know like somebody mm. like when I was there got like two tattoos like straight up in their armpit and I was like what the oh, heck and man. like she was like totally cool and I was like mm. oh my gosh like that is amazing we just got pretty close to my ar- like in like the armpit and, but like we're not there there insane
0: all right, sorry. No. That was just a personal question because I'm I was curious. I was like, <laughs> no, what
2: tattoos what are important to me now.
0: <laughs> Same.
2: <laughs> they've always been like a huge thing too, like because like my dad like was like fully tattooed and like my brother, and so like they've mm-hmm. been like a thing. I just hadn't like I was like, oh, I'm at a place now where I, I I have a friend who's like who I like I complete like complete trust. Where it's like whatever he wants to do, as long as it has like some kind of skull in it and it's and it's a little creepy, then it's like do it. And, like, pe- people are, people are, like, you, I wouldn't be, like, your tattoos are very different than what I would, like, think that you would have for tattoos. Because, like, your work is, like, totally this, but your tattoos are, like, skulls and, like, creepy.
0: Right, you're not covered in <laughs> burgers and donuts and Yeah,
2: pizza. And, like, and,
0: <laughs> and, like, and, little flamingos.
2: Yeah, and there's no color, too. And I was, like, yeah, like, I wanted to keep it all just, like, black and, black and, uh, yeah. So, like, oh, that's Yo, super I interesting. I went
0: black and gray, too. All
2: right, so... Yeah.
0: High five. <laughs> That's nice. High five. For the screen. Um, all right. I guess I'll ask an art-related question. Tattoos are art. <laughs> Tattoos are art. You are correct. I keep I keep wanting to get a tattoo artist on here, but I that have be, many friends. Yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. That are tattoo artists, and I don't I don't know who to invite first.
1: I'm just looking on your website, and I realized that you have no tattoos in the picture (laughs) on your about page. Is that an intentional decision, or is it just an outdated photo?
2: That's, like, I mean, it's probably, like, I think I have, like, two tattoos. Like, I think I have an elbow one, and then I have one, like, this one, a little eye. And that was, like, the anchor ones that made everything else. But you can't really see them.
1: Yeah, no tattoos on view in the photo.
2: No, there's nothing on that. No, and then uh, yeah, I think I just need to get a newer, updated photo. But I do like people like looking at that, and then they see me and they're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: it's like an unexpected thing, <laughs> so I like it. Yep,
0: and this is another random segue, but I first found your work because of that uh like banana lemon gun you made for ten paces and draw. Because I've done a bunch of ten paces and draw. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. I need to follow this person.
2: What's funny story about like ten paces and draw is like when I first started first started I was like they had done their first like take on the on it i guess because they kind of (laughs) like took like a break and then they came back and and started doing it again but so like when they were doing it the first time i was like I want to be a part of that. Like, I want to like that. That's where I want to get where like, where like I'm included in that, like, like that roster of like illustrators, like doing those things. And so like, that was like a goal for me to get. And then, so like, it's just fucking amazing that like, I was like even asked by her to like be a part of it. So like when, Mm -hmm. when I first got that, that email, I was like, yes, like the, I don't even know how old I was at that time, but like X amount of years ago, me was super stoked and happy for me. Like at that time. And like, I was like, hell yeah, like I'm definitely going to make time to do this and like since she's Mm -hmm. like like i'm I'm still on the emails but like i'm like like i want to do another one but i'm like fuck i have like no time but like i yeah those are the ones that like i should make time for because that's how like you saw like 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 you found my work is because of that kind of thing Mm. so it's like making time for those like side fun like projects are like like super beneficial for you
0: yeah and so for listeners not familiar 10 paces and draw is a uh, drawing collaborative project where artists you like choose a slot in a category you do a sketch the sketches get redistributed amongst the artists and then you create a final piece based on the sketch that has been redistributed yeah. to you. <laughs> um we had i can't remember the name of the other woman that does it, but Alyssa Nassner, mm-hmm. Um She went to Micah, which is the same school that uh, Nicole and I went to, and Alyssa is like one of my old friends from college. Uh, that's cool, and yeah. So she got me into it, and I also felt the same way with the first, like the initial inaugural. Group. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to be included in all of these artists because they're all people I yeah. really admire. And then when she invited me on the list, I was like, oh my god, I have arrived. Yeah, maybe. And some, like, really good, challenging projects that's inspired me to work in ways that I have not worked before. And, like, to try different styles and different types of design yeah uh, but I usually will commit and then I'm like oh god I shouldn't have said <laughs> many things going on yeah or I'll wait for a category that like really feels good
2: yeah like so. I like I knew I had to be a part of like that category that that I was a part of and so like the sketch that I did was like it's like something I wanted to make but like then I sketched it mm-hmm. and then so yeah like yeah uh like I wanted to make it was like weird gadgets and stuff like that but I wanted to make like this gadget from like gremlins that like, crack because like the dad and gremlins made like all these really crazy contraptions and like and like gadgets Mm -hmm. and stuff and I was like it's perfect like like this egg like like an egg cracker thing that cracked the egg like it like the the beak of the bird like kind of like hit the egg and it cracked into a ball (laughs) like it was and then he had like his crazy like uh like razor shaver thing and whatever like he had like some super cool contraptions and like those are the kind of stuff that I also pull from like that if I'm like struggling to think of like I want to make something just outside of like a project I'm like I'm gonna make a weird ass like like, like, prop from a movie kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. like, people usually, like, I mean, people love pop culture-y stuff, and so, like, those things usually, people are like, oh, yeah, like, I love this. Like, you brought back so many memories. And I'm like, oh, then it's it's perfect. Like, that's, like, my main goal is to make, my work is not serious at all, really, like, for the most part. Like, really all I want to do is, like, make somebody, like, if they scroll on by, and then they stop and they smile, and then it's, like, good, you know? Like, I did it.
0: What do you love the most about being an artist? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know I like that like I just real real bad question <laughs> I mean, I love, like, doing what I'm doing right now. Like, I love that I'm able to take, like, something that's purely digital now and, like, make it, like, tangible and, like, bring it out into, like, the real world. And it almost has, like, a different, like, life outside of this, like, digital, like, space. So I think that, to me, I think, is super awesome. Like, like, I love that I get to create, outside of, like, a digital space, like, these surreal, like, little vignettes and worlds and stuff and, like, tell, like, a, like a weird surreal story to people and, like, people get to be, like, involved in it. I think, uh, yeah, like... Also, like just having like a community of people that I'm able to share this story with, I think is like fucking rad. But I don't know. I mean, like, I love all parts of this being able to like communicate and like share like just these weird, happy little moments that I'm like that are going on in my head with people.
1: I don't know if we've ever asked yeah, anyone yeah. that before for as much time as the we spend talking answer. about the behind <laughs> the scenes <laughs> and the career path and just pathways. No, that's yeah. a good I know. answer. I thought about it. I thought
0: about it today and I was like, we should probably ask that.
2: <laughs> I, it, it's like I there's like so many different answers too. Like I like that there's probably more to that, but I feel like that was like
0: that was okay. We won't ask. for yeah. A redo. yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't have uh... I don't I don't have a redo for it. That's all I
0: have. <laughs> no, it's a good answer. Where can listeners find your work?
2: On my website, so tommyperezdesign.com. Mainly on Instagram, at T underscore Rez, R-E-Z. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's like, that one, that one. I heard one,
0: you're really bad at
2: it. Yeah, I'm not good at it. I'm not hardly on it, because I don't really like, like to talk not that much. On
1: Twitter.
2: I know. And I also couldn't get T Rez on Twitter either. So it's like Tommy G. So Perez. The point. I know. So I was like, it doesn't it's not consistent. <laughs> so yeah, you have like, to think
1: about personal branding. So
2: I know. I need to find out whoever has it and try to like hit, like buy it off of them or something.
0: Yeah, I think someone else had Beyond the Studio on Twitter and we were like, that's it, don't even need one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we're over it. <laughs> we're not. On I Twitter. never even
0: thought about it. <laughs> well, the second we decided a business name, I immediately was like, get all the domains, get everything. I can get
1: it bye, all. Right bye bye. Yeah. Tell me, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you feel is important to mention about your story, or any other formative experiences you'd want to share?
2: No, I don't think I don't think I have anything. Unless you guys have anything else that you think would be good to, sh- to share. Now, I think you should just cut <laughs> it. Cut everything else, but keep just the tattoo part, and, that, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So now we're a podcast about tattoos. Yeah. I'm not a tattooer, but. I like tattoo. <laughs>
1: It's no, called Tat Talk. Oh, Tet tat 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 Talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with Ted Talks. Right. Or maybe we do I want like, to be yeah, I like, yeah, mean,
2: you would want them to get confused with it and then tune in and be like, this is not what I was expecting, but I like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sorry. This is this is the, the late hour delirium that's guiding <laughs> yeah. this end of the conversation. Oh, yeah. You're,
2: you're coming up on like, what, 11?
0: Yep. Oh my gosh.
2: Well, thank you for sticking with it.
0: Oh, thank thank you so much for coming on the show, talking about your art and sharing your story. Hopefully one day we'll both end up in the same trade for 10 paces and maybe I'll see one of my drawings in paper or you'll see one of your drawings in felt.
2: That would be awesome. Yeah, like I would definitely want to check that out for sure. We should just make it. We should just like make it so that we definitely get the trade.
0: We also could just do our own trade.
2: Uh, that is... <laughs> but
0: yeah. that, that takes away the magic. We
2: ha- no, we have to do it through ten phases. It's just like okay. that's like where we both like attained our dream. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's what it's It what would mean it's so much more. And it's what it's what would carry it into friendship. I know. That's <laughs> it. I mean this this too, but you know, that that's the thing. Yeah. That'll be the moment. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, this was
1: fun. Thanks, Tommy.
2: Yeah, no, thank you
1: that's it for this episode of the beyond the studio podcast you can find show notes references and a brief summary of the episode over at our website beyond the studio while you're there be sure to sign up for our mailing list to find out about upcoming guests special announcements and podcast giveaways
2: I'm trying to think about anything else that's happened in my life
1: <laughs> what did you have for breakfast this morning
2: um I had a bagel, so that's not that's not cool at all.
1: What kind of spread?
2: <laughs> it was everything. Was there a spread? It was everything with just the plain spread.
1: I, mean, I think that's all the questions has we have. What were you